What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another show from Boys to Men. I'm your host, Terry, Mr. King, and I'm back here today with a special guest, man. I ran, I actually met this guy recently, but he's a part of many musical bands and doing a lot of things in the music industry, which is exciting to hear. And I know there's a lot of people that go into the music industry that they they don't know the quite, the 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 appropriate steps to take to get there so i brought this guy home so he can educate us on a lot of the things in the music industry uh i'm gonna let him introduce himself his name is jesse but jesse go ahead and introduce yourself <laughs> yeah man so uh, i'm jesse booman uh, i'm a musician i've been playing for probably 10 or 12 years now uh and i've been going to uwf now this is uh, my second semester here and uh i think i'm like a junior overall in the course of college and stuff so hey nice nice so uh jesse uh Let's uh, let's get back. Let's get right into it. All right, man. So, music. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about it. How did you get first get started in music? So, this is a fun story. Okay. Um, <laughs> okay. Yes, sir. So, um, basically, my dad tried to teach me guitar when uh, I was like eight, seven, six years old. But uh, he had a bit of a temperament. I love him. I mean, he, he's yeah. great. He's great. But he had, he, you know, he, he wasn't that patient. I had ADHD. So <laughs> it, it, just, it just didn't work out. You know? I understand. I understand. But he taught me my first song. It was uh, Pearl Jam's version of Last Kiss. And um, then I, I just kind of put it down. And um, a while later, he said, hey, Jesse, if I get you a ukulele, will you play it? And I said, no. And so he got me a ukulele. <laughs> and I learned to play it. And I did enjoy it. Yeah. And at some point, he said, uh, you know, Jesse, your ukulele teacher also teaches guitar. And so in that way, he kind of tricked me. <laughs> to get into, into the guitar. guitar. <laughs> you know, and my mother, uh, she's a fantastic singer, man. Uh, you awesome. know, I mean, her brother, uh, I mean, their stepmother. I mean, like, I, I come from a, such a musical family. A musical, yeah. And, and uh, we've been getting in, in touch with uh, my dad's biological family. And it uh, turns out they're a bunch of musicians, too, too. You know, oh. I mean, it's just, it kind of works out that way, you know? Dang. So um, that's how I got into that. And uh, I took guitar lessons for quite a while. And um, I was... I, um, yeah, I mean, I just, you know, I was always playing music and stuff like that around the house, and then yeah. I met a couple friends, and we started the band, and, uh, you know, we uh, started playing around town, and, I mean, just connections grow, you know what I mean? And so yeah. I'm playing in a few different things. I've had the good fortune of backing people up. So, uh, Dang. Yeah, you know. So what's the name of your band? So um, I'm, in t I'm in two groups, um, the first of which is a three-piece rock band called Classic June. That's classic like rock and June like the month of the year. Hey, okay, okay. You can find us on uh, Facebook and Instagram at Classic June Band. Okay. And uh, that's a lot of electric music, a lot of rock music, high energy stuff. And, um, a lot of queens. Mm -hmm. I ain't a lot of queens, guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, um, and then I'm in an acoustic duo called the Lost Bay Duo, and uh, we're just on Instagram, and uh, we do a lot oh. of acoustic stuff. And I mean, there's you know there's some similarity in the repertoire, but uh, okay. it's you know it's two different sounds. And uh, then I also play solo. Okay, okay, okay. All right, is guitar and ukulele the only instruments you play? No. So what well, I I've, I've I haven't touched ukulele seriously in a long time like after I, well after I, <laughs> after I switched over to guitar like the, the job was done you the know? job was done all right okay. so but a uh, guitar I play a uh, guitar acoustic electric you know whatever you want um I've played uh I used to play upright bass okay in an uh, orchestra in middle school and high school and um I because of those two instruments I could play electric bass uh, I took up harmonica one 
semester or one summer when I broke my hand. Uh. And um, I took up piano, and so I've been playing that, and, uh, and I sing. Okay. So how does come from a musical family is it like pressure on you to play music or is it just something that just come naturally now to you there's all there's no pressure no. I, I i annoy them with, with, with my music <laughs> and stuff. so it's like the reverse of what it was in the beginning yeah yeah it's it's you know i mean they i mean so this happened recently um like my dad like dropped like a piece of ice or something and it made a pitch and i went over to the piano and i like played what pitch it was on the piano so i mean i i, I annoy the crap out of everyone with the music stuff, you know. Hey, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. No, no, no. I mean, they'd, they'd rather have me doing that than just sitting on my butt all day long, you know. And, and I, th I see that you love it. You really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like they're happy to see you doing something that you enjoy. Yeah. Rather than something that make you miserable. And because a lot of people, they're scared to do the things they love because they don't want to disappoint their families and mm -hmm. everything too. But kind of cool seeing yeah you know it's um and at one point my mother was actually you know kind of like all right jesse you know if, if you're gonna do this as a job man like you you, you know you, you got a gig like you got to play and stuff and so they they pushed me oh yeah into playing i mean they've always pushed me to get better that's good man no that was great so what is your major in college right now so my major uh is comprehensive marketing uh, I studied, oh. It's a BA or a BS. Degree. Okay. Okay. Um, and then I got a uh, I got an AA in business from PSC. Okay. And I graduated last May from there, and that I mean that provides all of the the first two years of yeah. uh, my marketing degree. You know. So. And that's true. That. So, how did that intertwine into your music? So it um you know, when a lot of people think that say that hear that I'm going to school, yeah, um, they think that I'm going to go to school for music. But I actually found that the more important aspects of music is the business side, or the business aspects. You yeah. know, contacting people, uh, marketing yourself, especially, um, huh. and you know, knowing who to talk to, growing your connections, networking, and so on and so forth. Okay, all the music stuff. You know, like how to write songs. I mean, that 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 comes from in the field. Okay. Okay. Know? So wait, do you, you write your own music? Yes, I do. Ooh. So uh, where can they find your songs that, that you have released? So I'm working on actually, um, I, I don't know if I should say this in front of everyone. Don't worry, it, <laughs> it won't come out for a couple of months. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I got you. So uh, <laughs> I am working on releasing uh, my, my first single sometime this year. And I'm, oh, I'm aiming for before the summer. Okay. So, and that'll be the first release I've ever done, you know, under my own name, uh, is w w with anything. Yeah. So, but uh, other than that, I mean, you know, you can find samples and stuff on a YouTube, uh, the Classic June Band and Lost Bay Duo, just full videos. And you can check out our social medias and find our, um, you know, videos of songs we play there. Dang, that's cool. Mm -hmm. Well, I'll make sure that I do this. And y'all hearing this first. So, I won't let this episode drop until the day your, your single drop. Oh shoot! Okay. Uh, hey, if y'all y'all listen live, y'all heard it here first. But this episode is not going to drop until then because this is actually season three or four. Okay. I, I lost track. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got it all written down on which one it is, but this one will probably be on season three or season four. Okay. So, man, just cool. just know. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you know, man. Yes, keep me in tough contact with that. All right. But no, yeah, like you said, the business side, because I think with anything, when people go in, when they love, with their passion, they understand that it's a business as long as go alongside with that, mm -hmm. and they'll get in depth with the business side of the 
the industry they're going in. Yeah, they, they focus entirely on how to get good at what they do, but then, I mean... They get screwed. Yeah, they, they really do, man. I mean, I know so many talented musicians and stuff that uh, just... I mean, they, they aren't so savvy with the business, and they, uh, they haven't reached their full potential, you know? Yeah, because uh, the only artist I know of that kind of did similar stuff, like did took the business side on for himself mm-hmm. in the beginning... It was a rapper, Nipsey Hussle. Okay. Because he did all the stuff for himself by himself. He owned the rights and everything else, too, because he's like, bro, anybody get fucked by nobody else. Yeah. So I was like, okay. but yeah. So uh, another one, uh, and this is this is a little esoteric, but uh, Frank oh, yeah. Zappa is another one. He um, he oh. had his own record companies and stuff like that. So uh, he owned his publishing. Uh, he got all the money from everything. I mean, he you know ran the, the covers from the albums. I mean, everything. That's, and that's where I think a lot of uh, artists are going that route these days because they want to have control over their imagery and everything else too. Because you hear all these stories about what goes on in the mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah in the industry, and they were like, "Bro, fuck that." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what all is true, but uh, yeah, it's you know, I mean, it's really gotten to the point where well, and streaming doesn't help either. I yeah. mean, you get artists get less than a penny per stream. So Wait, I mean, what? Yeah, artists get less than a penny per stream uh, on like Spotify and stuff like that. So, and that's why you see all these like old people like in their eighties and stuff still touring. That's the only way they can make any money. Fuck. You know, and also it's fun. I mean, yeah. but but mainly, I mean, I'm sure people would rather sit on their you know buds when they're eighty years old and just re- release music than have to keep playing. Yeah. So. Dang it. So, do you see the news industry changing anywhere that can change eventually? Man, what I would love to see happen is like we just all like boycott all these streaming services until they <laughs> they re- pay y'all what y'all should be paying. Yeah, until they pay us what we should be paid and stuff. Um, but you know, I don't know. I haven't gotten to that part of uh, of the business part yet, to where I know all the ins and outs and okay. stuff. You know, for and everything that gets negotiated. Like I said, I haven't released anything yet. Yeah. So you know, when I do, I mean. Yeah, I'll know more about that then. Okay, bad, bad, bad. Let's go. So, um, how does everything you experience in life relate to everything you're doing right now? It all consistently results. I'm sorry. It all consistently revolves around like work and music and stuff. Um, and I try, I, I try to balance. Because I, there are people who just, I mean, they, they burn themselves out on music too quick. And so I, I try not to, um, like, my parents made a point of, like, separating, like, you know, business and, like, family stuff. You know what I mean? And I oh, try yeah. to do the same. Like, I try to make time to hang out with my friends, hang out with my family, hang out with my girlfriend and stuff. And <laughs> oh, there's, you know, time to work. And I, th- there's some intertwining, you know, because, I mean, I, I, I work with friends. I, musicians are, like, the luckiest people in the world. You know, we, we get to work with our friends. That's dope. And stuff that goes on around me, um, it, it influences my writing. You know, personal stuff, uh, mostly stuff that I see happening to other people. Yeah. I say I'm not that interesting, so I tend to write songs about <laughs> other people. <laughs> you hey, know? there's nothing wrong with it. No, there's not. It's more. It's so much more fun. Because you're getting them the voice that they don't have yeah. at that time. Mm-hmm. And I see a lot of artists, they talk about the situation. Because a lot of you people's voices ain't gonna be getting heard because they're on this level, and the artists that actually express that to the world, it sort of gives them empowerment to feel like 
they they understand what I'm going through. They see the struggle. Yeah. And they're acknowledging it. So I feel like music is a big. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I see that. Like, I see that with, like, rap and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, some of the rap. I don't like a whole lot of rap. Oh, I don't either. Hey, like, people, <laughs> hey, people, you know, that as people don't understand, like, like, growing up, listen to it. Mm-hmm. I was Nick Picky already with which rap songs I listened yeah. to. But, but people yeah. like uh, like Kendrick Lamar and stuff like that, I find that he kind of t- speaks to a lot of people who are a little on the lower Woke, side of life. Yeah, the woker side. Like J. Cole at the same time, too. Like okay. I love I like J. Cole. I do listen to Kendrick. Uh, what's his name? Uh, there's another rapper. Now, Wale, he's decent. But Chance is good. was good. He's going toward the other stuff now. Mm-hmm. But, like, the rappers are actually talking about something other than sex, money, and weed, and yeah. drugs. Because, like, even even with – actually, I ain't just going to talk about rap. I'm talking about any industry, any, any genre, any genre, because most of them are starting doing the same thing, too, talking about sex, money, mm-hmm. and drugs, and all this stuff. Because country, country getting that way. Rock, rock. Well, rock and roll was known for that. That what we're known for. It started about sex, man. Yeah, exactly. So, and then like every, I really, it's kind of hard to even tell you what genre is what genre now because they all kind of intertwining with their messages. Mm -hmm. So, you know. Well, and and what I really like about some kind of about some of those genres is that you know maybe they talk about like guns, drugs, violence, and sex, but it's about how How they talk talk about about it. it. Are they glorifying it? Are they calling attention and you know calling it out? Yeah, and like that's why I sort of now versus the genre versus the type of music it is, I go about the artist because I see how the artist is relating the message because a lot of these people. I don't understand that music plays a big part in the, the development of the youth. It does. And what they listen to is how they perceive the world. Mm-hmm. So that's I, I appreciate my mother for uh, giving me a wide variety of music mm-hmm. growing up. Oh, yeah. And a lot of R&B as well, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, because, like, I worked at uh, Rodizio Grill, mm-hmm. like, last year at the end of the year. And I find it so funny because there were some white people. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's, talk, let's talk about these. There's these white guys yeah. and white girls that work there. And they listen to the gangster rap and gangster everything, too. I'm like, bro, you don't even live in that type of environment. No, you. <laughs> but you li- you like the music and you want to be like that. But I was like, you're glorifying the stuff that we're not trying to glorify. Yeah, like you're glorifying a part of, you know, a part of uh, the a part of life of a part of society that yeah. they don't want glorified. Exactly. I don't think nobody want glorified. No. Because that's the part where we're trying to get them people that are downer out of. Mm-hmm. And like me, I told them straight up, I said, like, bro, you better put on some Thomas Red or something else because look, I'd rather listen to that than listen to this. Mm-hmm. I ain't got time to hear about someone else killing somebody else. No. I'm like, I experienced that growing up, growing experience that like living in certain areas. Mm-hmm. I seen that. So I was like, that ain't nothing to glorify. No. That's not a lifestyle we're trying to glorify. We're trying to glorify them to arise out of that and make a difference and find a way to get out of that situation. Right. Yeah. And I feel like music is the connection. It really is. Yeah. It, yeah. It's, you know, it's, it almost like plays a better part of the news than the actual news itself. Oh, yeah. It, you know, I mean, I, I've stopped watching the news. I oh, yeah. stopped watching the news years ago. 
Uh, it's just, it's so sad. And, but, I mean, I'll still listen to music. And sometimes I get, like, news updates in music. music. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that happened. <laughs> exactly. It, it's so funny because, like, the main person that ever said something about music connecting to the people, Bob Marley. Oh, yeah, man. He was, I mean, talk about, like, a political guy. You know exactly. what I mean? Did, uh, have you ever seen the concert footage of him getting, like, these two, like, blood rivals together like and make them hug on and they hug yeah they like hug or shook hands or something yeah. i mean he you know he's connecting the people yeah because he realized like the government tried to divide more than they tried to show how similar we are mm-hmm. and if people actually listen to the news they get more divided because that's what they're trying to push the media trying to push on you and the same thing with certain songs that's why you look at certain songs get more playtime than other songs mm-hmm. that have a more of a positive message and everything. I don't know why we're so attracted to negative things. You know, it's so weird. I mean, and even in stuff like, I mean, literally, there's a genre called the blues. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I mean, there's a genre called and, the blues. And like, to be, and look, the blues inspires so many different things out of it. Mm-hmm. But you learn like the pain, the pain that goes through there. Like, you feel the pain. Oh, yeah. But you learn how to get over the pain through that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the media just wants you to sit in that pain and just stay in that pain and like, oh no, you stay down here. Yeah, well, you know, it's almost it's gotten to like where like the news and stuff is trying to entertain you. Oh yeah. Rather than inform you. Oh, and trust so me. What's more entertaining, the stuff that actually goes on day to day, or this weird outlier, these are crazy stories, you know? Oh yeah, because that's why you look at it. Uh, Fox only broadcasts a certain way. Other stations broadcast this way, CNN broadcast this way, and you think about it. My 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 professor actually told me because he actually worked in media. He's like, the thing about it, if Fox stopped doing the things they do, like broadcasting this part of the news, like the right wing stuff, mm-hmm. he's like, I guarantee you, CNN will start grabbing the right wing, and everybody's just gonna switch over. Oh yeah. He's like, it really just the same. They basically run by the same company. They just wanted to show. It's funny. It's just like bullshit. Yeah, no, it's just, it's just a bunch of crap, you know. Uh, and how when I do like read the news and stuff like that, like I'll you know I try to look up articles like you know on yeah. Fox and CNN, and I synthesize, you know, and I'm like, okay, this is probably what happened. Yeah, look in the middle of it, the gray yeah, area. It's, I'm so in the middle of everything, you know. What I mean, <laughs> like my friends hate me, man. I'm like altruistic. Oh no, trust me, people. I, I'm with you on that because, all right, I'm a black guy, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. When I tell people. Who I voted for in 2016, mm-hmm. they get so pissed off. Oh yeah, because I voted for Donald Trump. Okay, because I was like at the time, he seemed like the better option. Yeah, and I was like, I can see a lot of double areas. I see a lot of areas where most people would not want to see because I was in the military on top of the two. Right. So I got a a perspective where like I can kind of emphasize for this person because I used to be. The person next to me probably be raised has been raised up north and had his one way of thinking, mm-hmm. and I got his one way of thinking, mm-hmm. and we had these conversations to understand each other. So mm-hmm. I'm like, it's not really, uh, it's just a perspective problem that yeah. people have on the world yeah. and in the world. So I don't, I don't trust people who completely vote one way or the other. I think there's yeah. just such a well. I mean, I say I don't trust people. I mean, you know, obviously, I know I, obviously, mean. I trust people, but like, you know, I, I, no one is completely right. <laughs> exactly. And I try to highlight that in like my songs and stuff like that. You know, oh, I, I try to paint you know different perspectives and whatnot. Exactly, because because uh, I had a cop that came on in my first season. Oh, cool. 
great guy. Like I know I met him from the gym. Honestly, like uh, and I have a lot of friends that are cops. Mm-hmm. But you see always you see on the news the bad part. Yeah. So I I had to ask him questions this and third. And we see he showed told us about the stuff that goes on behind the scenes that like a hey, those people they be trying to get them out of there too because they don't want to be perceived like they don't want to mess up the perspective that they want to create in this society. Mm-hmm. Like most of them don't communicate like they did back in the day. Yeah, he talking about how the standards had just been dropped down because of that. It's just like it, it, it's messed up, man. It's yeah. messed up, <laughs> and like it's a dangerous job. Yeah, and I understand. I stand on both sides. Mm-hmm. I was like. You're doing your job, but then the thing that I always see on the media, especially me being a black guy. All right, you remember that it was a kid that shot up the church, and they took him to the the cops arrested him, took him to Burger King, and everything else. And you see the black guy that was just walking home, got shot, and then for having a hoodie on. Yeah, and it, it sucks because like I'm not saying all the stories end like that, but that's the ones the media put on us. And hence why we got the music we got today. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, well, and you know, you talk about like uh, dangerous stuff, and yeah. there's a buddy of mine that he, he's a vet. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, he he uh, he, he was in it. Yeah. You know, I, I have a few veteran friends who are also songwriters, but uh, you know, this guy, I mean, he talks about almost like like he was playing me one of the songs he wrote, and like just sampling verses, and I mean, just chills up and down because like, he was brutally talking about his struggles with yeah, PTSD, all kinds of stuff. You know, yeah. I mean, it's. <laughs> yeah, oh, trust me. It, it's, music is really a conduit, you know what I mean? It's it's such a great way to communicate, you know, re- communicate and reflect the, the times and stuff like that. You know, you had uh, some of Bob Dylan's songs and oh, stuff like that earlier in his career, you know, yeah. were very, I mean, it, uh, journalistic. Yeah. Because, you know. like, uh, I'm going to tell you the song that did it for me, mm-hmm. that actually helped me through my depression. Okay. And let me know that I need to go see somebody. Um, Ex Ambassador. Unsteady. Okay. That song right there, I remember. I, I always I heard it numerous of times before, mm-hmm. but like, I remember when I like really listened to it. I was in the car driving one day and just like, you know, mental health wise wasn't really yeah. where I needed to be. I literally like pulled over to the side of the road like ordeal. Had a and, moment and like cried like you know what I'm saying like I had suicidal thoughts like one time I was like thinking about just jumping off a bridge. Yeah. And I was like, just like bro. But like that song led me to going ahead to go back to the VA and say, bro, y'all, I need to, I need to talk to somebody, give me a counselor, because the way I'm going right now, I'm not going to make it to the next year. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. um, th- there's another friend of mine who talk, you know, who yeah. writes honestly about you know what he's going through. He's he's around our age. I think he's a little younger yeah. than I am. And yeah. uh, I I remember he actually talked to me about the new music he was writing. He's like, yeah, I mean. You know, it, it's so different from what I used to write because, like, I, I just don't see a point in keeping myself in that, you know, dark place for writing that, yeah. to write that heavy grunge music. Yeah. Um, and there, there's this, you were talking about songs that, you know, help you yeah. out. And, um, you know, I've, I, I wrote one for a friend recently, but uh, there's this other song, and uh, it's called uh, Deep Dark Wells. Ooh. And it's, you know, uh, the chorus is, as long as you're not finished, you can start all over again. Yeah. You know? <laughs> Hey, and that's that's kind of my model for life. Cause mm-hmm. even when I talk to my counselor now, I'm like, it's like she's like, how you feel with your mental health? Like literally, this happened yesterday. We was talking yesterday, mm-hmm. 
She was like, uh, how's your mental health doing and everything? What do you say? I see I was like, she's like, you still you begin depressed? I was like, I said, Yeah, I realize I still do get depressed. It's just now I got the better tools mm-hmm. to help me manage my depression and let me know I don't dwell in it for a long period of time no more. I, I sit in it, accept it for what it is, and just move on. And that's such a difficult part to so many people, yeah. you know. I mean, I'm lucky. Like, if, if I end up feeling sad or something, I can write that into a song. Yeah. That's one of my tools. That way you, you know, let it release. Stuff. But so many people, they don't have an outlet for it, and they yeah. don't even acknowledge it. You know, it's just, it really sucks. Yeah, and especially, like, with us guys, because if you hear, like, a lot of the music these days, mm-hmm. like, they're bashing guys. Or it's you know it's yeah. uh, it's pushing an image of like a super tough guy or something yeah. like that you know. It's hard to say oh if you're super tough you're not you're, you're over masculine but then if you're broke you you're 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 bomb. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, that's why I, I look at like I feel like really music need to have like more music to show the different sides of men because people believe that men are just they do this that's a man no. Just how complicated it is to say what's a woman yeah, is man. just as complicated to say whether it's a man. Well, because it, it, it doesn't even come down to, you know, like black, yeah. white, Democrat, Republican, yeah. man, woman. It comes down to people. Exactly. You know, we're all people and we're all different and stuff like that. And that's, you know. Exactly. But most people, hey, the moment they actually realize that we're just people and all the same is the moment I feel like Bob Marley vision. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the word know, like be. everyone, you know, shaking hands and stuff like exactly. that, you know. Buff- hey, because Buffalo Soldier was my shit. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude, Buffalo Sh- Soldier is great. Buffalo Soldier, then, uh, what's my favorite Bob Marley? Buffalo Soldier is my favorite Bob Marley song, but, you know, I shot the sheriff. It's got so much depth into that song that most people don't actually understand. It tells a story. It tells a story. My band, actually, uh, we worked up uh, an arrangement of it based off of uh, Eric Clapton's live version. Ooh. It's pretty cool, man. It c- it's You know, because it tells a story and everything, and it's got all the angst and stuff like that. And we also get to jam it out, so it ends up being like 10 minutes long. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. No, man, it's, you know, it's great and stuff. Yes, Uh, sir. All right, so what are your goals now for the future as far as music and everything in life? So a goal this year that I had, and I I made this part of my news resolution, was what we talked about earlier, um, you know, releasing music. That's something I feel is important to me and is going to kind of push me up to the next level. Whether or not I'm ready for that, whether or not anything I write is actually any good, I don't know. But I know that it's I'm not going to get better yeah. if I just stay where I'm at. I, I got to push myself. Yeah, get out of your comfort zone. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, you know, playing playing more gigs, uh, you know, and getting that ki- all those different experiences, you know, backing people up like that. Uh, it's, uh, those are some of my favorite gigs yeah. where I can just lay out and, and then I come in and when it's my time to solo and I get exposed to all this great new music, and um, you know, diversifying what I'm already doing. Oh yeah. With you know the various groups I'm in and stuff and uh, and my solo uh, music, um, and playing bigger shows, you know okay. I, that that's always a goal. You know I'm starting to see a lot of my contemporaries, you know, get into these festivals and I'm becoming more aware of certain festivals like uh, songwriters festivals, okay. such as the Frank Brown International Songwriters Festival, uh, and the San, uh, the Sandy Ridge Songwriter Series and stuff like that. You know I would love to at some point get into those. Um, and I mean, you know, a general goal for myself by the time uh, I'm 25 is, I think, to have you know, like one or two albums underneath my own name if I have the finances. <laughs> it's expensive, man. Oh I, yeah. I used to, I used to wonder why all these you know artists who had all these great songs only would release singles, and then I started working on it. I'm like, oh nope, I understand. Yeah. <laughs> it's work, man. Oh yeah. Um, and you know, to be playing from like you know, regionally and stuff like that. Yeah. You know, I I. Th- 
at some point, I took a, a realistic look and said, okay, a- am I going to make it, you know, playing Madison Square Garden? No, p- probably not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that, that's an insane amount of luck, and that's and what the kind of music I play just isn't mainstream right anymore. Yeah. Um, but, you know, can I have some success locally? Absolutely. Can yeah. I have s- some success regionally? It's, it's possible. It, it's a realistic goal. Yeah. You know? So that's um, those are some of my goals. Yeah. But hey, I'm going to leave you a quote that my, my, uh, one of my mentors told me. When you think about realistic, I want you to start thinking unrealistic. Like, you're going to play Madison Square Garden because you're going to do that. <laughs> Put that in your mind, write that down. Oh, yeah. And just look at that every day and read that shit and believe that shit. Because unrealistic things is what this word is, world is made out of. Think about it, a chunk of metal flying over bodies of water. Yeah. Unrealistic. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I mean, it all starts unrealistic, doesn't exactly. it? Exactly. So the unrealistic goals will make the world what it is today. So keep thinking unrealistically because you never know how big you, your, the, how big your dream is is how is it depends on how much faith you've got in yourself and how much you believe that you can make it. So, cause like, to be honest, this is unrealistic to me. Yeah. <laughs> this whole, this whole setup, this whole, this whole thing that we're, I'm doing now is so unrealistic to me. Cause I would have said, if I look at my goals from 10 years ago, mm-hmm. I said, I want to be a motivational speaker, this, that, and the third, retire my mom, this, that, and the third. I looked at a lot of major goals. I ain't done none of it. Mm-hmm. Then, Within a year, started this, kind of get some chance to motivate other people. It's, it's a baby step. It's a baby step. And I'm looking at like, bro, I'm actually in a place where people come to me and say, bro, I see what you're doing, and bro, it's actually helping. So I was like, bro, I'm actually touching people like I always wanted to. I'm glad you can do that. And I'm glad I could do that. And I would have never believed that I, <laughs> I could do this. And look at me now. Keep the unrealistic goals because, uh, like they say, don't shoot for the moon. Fuck it. Because if, if you land on the moon, you might and you miss it and land on the star. So just keep shooting. Yeah, man. Just keep shooting. But now, you got any uh, final uh, thoughts you want to leave with the people? Nah, I, th- I think we pretty much covered it. I think we covered everything, you know. Oh, yeah. Well, then, I'm going to go ahead and close out this episode. But I also got to cl- always close out my way and everything. Go for it, so let me hit you with it. Remember this, everybody. Dream big dreams because small dreams have little magic. And how big would you dream if you know you couldn't fail? So keep dreaming. Keep pushing. I love y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in for this episode. Thank you, Jesse, for coming on. Thank you for having me. I can't, I can't wait for your music to come out and you to play Madison Square Garden. All right. Hey, when you play Madison Square Garden, wherever I'm at, just send me a ticket. I'll got be backstage you. with you. I got you, brother. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Peace, love, and happiness. I know that I'm different. Self-motivated, self-disciplined, yeah I learned from my experience I just want someone to take me serious Real questions that I ask How long will this solo trip last? I'm content with being alone in the past But it's changing and it's something I can't grasp Turn off my phone, I'm in my zone So now I'm acting different I'm to myself, I'm in my head Mapping out this life I'm living Shadow work on myself I done already seen hell Can't fit in so I rebel But I don't miss a beat I don't miss a beat 